I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of the Steven and Kevin Show, we have a question for you. We want to know, do you have a phantom pipeline? Welcome back, everybody. Episode number 63 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. Got a lot of ground to cover today with regards to, is your pipeline a phantom pipeline? More yeah. on that in a moment. Before we get into that, check out this new studio. Yeah, you may notice uh, we put some effort into the studio here. We got some new Pretty lighting. Cool. Got a new little TV back there. Multiple uh, camera angles here. So if you're listening via podcast, you have no idea what we're talking about. But if you check us out over on our website or on YouTube, you'll notice... We put some effort into uh, polishing up this uh, piece of work that we put together. It kind of looks like we know what we're doing. You know? It kind of does. This is Um, like your favorite local burger joint, adding on a little more lettuce and bun. You know, there's no significant change in the actual (laughs) contents here. Is is the content going to get better? It's got to get better, man. It looks better. You know, I feel like there's more pressure now. Yeah. With the studio, it's like, oh, you got to be actually kind of good to have this thing. That's very true. uh, Anyway, we're bla- we're back and uh, ready for action here, talking today a little bit about pipelines. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, we usually like to feed you with at least uh, a couple of interesting tidbits that we've uncovered. Yeah, this is a, a, an interesting article. I know you don't like the term article for these like you, you clickbait know. things on Facebook, Stephen. I'm not going to say that Kevin spends too much on time Facebook, but he does. Yeah. And uh, this is one of those things that ends up in the right-hand stream of nine ways this – uh, check out this huge zit. Check out the polar bear being rescued. You know, it's it's in that category of clickbait. So no, I would not call it an article. Well, when I saw it, I immediately sent it over to Stephen and said, "Hey, we should open up the show with this because I think it's kind of funny, um, very relatable, at least for for our generation." And these are nine words that used to be cool, but now if you use them, you just sound really old and kind of cheesy. Kevin, you are the bomb. You know, I still use the bomb. You now sound old. Yeah, but yeah, I, I still use it. Actually, I say that's – I think I use just bomb. I get rid of the the. Um, another one here I like is um, bling bling. So I could be bling like, bling. Hey, this studio is bling bling. Off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these, these were nine that I thought uh, that were pretty good, yeah. right? Chillax. Yeah, you need to just chillax a little Playa, bit. Playa, hella, stoked, <laughs> word, whack. These are not words that most of us use. And you know what's great is that you can combine some of these. So you can be like, hey, play out was hella stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. See? Now you would be, dude, cool. That sounds really cool. The king of cool in the 90s. That would be you. <laughs> so if you're trying to connect with people who are millennials or younger, avoid these words, right? Yeah, exactly. Or, and probably, you know, older too. It just sounds, sounds And now silly. you're thinking, man, not only did they get a new studio, their content got worse. No, How does that happen? That was, it was great. It was great. Well, hey, just while we take got chillax, you here, before, <laughs> before yeah. you uh, unsubscribe or, or move on to other things in your life, uh, do think about us when you think social media. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a heck of a social media automation program where we take over your social media. We run your Facebook. We run your LinkedIn, your Twitter, your Instagram if you have it. And it's effective. We post your content. We engage your connections. We run advertising. And so if you haven't taken a look at our service, go to our website. Check out the automation tab. would love to have a consultation with you. Yeah, you know, there's a, interesting with that service. There, there's two types of advisors I feel like we work with. One is the, the advisor who set up like a Facebook page years ago. They're hovering around 100 or so likes on the page, and they post every now and then, and it's just not going anywhere. 
And then the other one is like an advisor who actually has a pretty robust presence, but they're spending way too much time there, and they feel like they need to offload that time. Yeah. So if, if you feel like you fit into one of those two categories, give us a call, and uh, we can chat about it. I think we also get a third group of people who just need a real kick in the pants with social media. Yeah. That they have no account set up really at all. Like the totally start starting from scratch yeah. here. Those are the most fun. Yeah. Those are the most rewarding. That's when we can show you the results on a graph and it looks like we're just world beaters. Like I'm pretty sure I can double your likes <laughs> right in the next month. And they have like three likes. So Okay, cool. Well, let's get into today's topic. And today's topic is, do you have a phantom pipeline? And there's so many advisors that we talk to um, who, when we ask them about what's in their pipeline, they'll say, oh, I got like 30 million in my pipeline. I got 50 million in there. Something's going to hit soon. And you start peeling back the onion a little bit. You, know, you start asking them questions about, well, talk to me about where they are in the sales process and stuff. And a lot of times these are like people who they just know socially, and they're just putting them in their pipeline. They're people in my they pipeline. like to do business with, yeah. but really aren't. They're not on the pri- They're not in the pipeline. No. So we we think about pipeline management. There's a lot of different ways to do this. If you were to take a survey, which uh, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some similar data out there of the top hundred advisors in the business with regards to client acquisition, I'm sure you would find people who have really different strategies when it comes to pipeline management. One of the commonalities, though, that we've always found is that these are people who do actively look at and work their pipeline. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll, you'll find a lot of times when people aren't in an active marketing mode, they don't have a lot of business looking at the list of people that are in consideration for doing business with them right now. They don't look at it very often. Right. They check it every two or three weeks. It's not a part of their day. People who are really in an active growth mode, they got this thing pulled up once a day, once a week. They're looking at it and they're working it. So one of the commonalities is, you know, let's keep this thing current. Let's share it with our team and let's make sure we're on top of it. I mean, now, just looking at it regularly, right? I mean, it makes a difference. Get, it's enough to motivate you if it looks a little light. Yeah. Now, what about like the technology here? I mean, and this is the question that we get all the time is like, well, I mean, I have a CRM, I have an Excel file, I have a, a notepad. I mean, what, what should I be using to track my pipeline? What do you think, Stephen? We see a lot of different styles. I mean, your CRM would be ideal so that you can capture all the information, keep notes on people. Sure. Um, Sometimes like, it's just not user-friendly, though. Yeah, and, and I get that. A lot of them are not. You know, there are other solutions out there, like a yellow notepad. I don't know if you guys have seen these. They're like a dollar. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But they, people do use it, and it's fine. It doesn't matter to us in the slightest if you use a yellow notepad That's or right. if you use something more sophisticated like uh, PipeDrive is a new solution out there. Oh, that, that's a great one. Yeah. We're not compensated to recommend them, but they're, it's a simple, cheap solution to, for managing a pipeline of people. An Excel file will work. A yeah. Google Sheet will work, yeah. right? And I think sometimes we get so hung up on the technology as opposed to having a clear process for managing the pipeline, which which today we're not talking about the technology much. We're talking about the process. Yeah, right? exactly right. So when we're thinking about process, we first think it's helpful to define the people that go into your quote-unquote pipeline. Mm-hmm. Who goes in there? We like to look at it in, in three main categories. We like to look at potentials prospects, and periodics, mm-hmm. right? The three P's of your pipeline. Ooh, a lot of P's there. Coin that one, Actually, right? it's like four P's now four because P's pipeline has... Power pipeline. Okay, this is... And confusing. by the way, this is... And just, just as, as another plug here, we're, we're going to cover this topic, you know, power pipelines at our upcoming re- coaching retreat uh, in New Orleans. So um, we're kind of giving you a little bit of a sneak preview. Yeah, a sneak preview. We're going to give you enough to be dangerous here. And, and first, let's look at what potentials are. This is the first category. Mm-hmm. These are the people who... They may be people you'd like to do business with, but they don't really know it. Yes. 
Yeah, these these are like social acquaintances that you know. These are people from networking events. These are your neighbor, right? And these are – I think advisors give themselves sometimes credit for these people in their pipeline when they shouldn't be. These are just people that you know that you would like to do business with at some point and you feel like they probably qualify. Like everything is, is pointing in that direction. Yeah, so let's say you have a friend who is a local business owner. They're, from your best guess, well-qualified to do business with you, but you've never told them you'd like to work with them. They're a potential. They're a potential. Let's say that an accountant of yours recommends that you work with a client of theirs, but the connection's never happened. You've never been put in front of this person. They're a potential until you have them into the office. Let's say you run a a lead generation ad on Facebook. You have a lead there. It's great. They're requesting access to whatever document that that you were were throwing out there dangling over their head, Uh, but you haven't connected. Their potential. Yeah, absolutely. So. And when you think about potentials, what's the goal? You want to get them into the prospect phase. Mm-hmm. To do so, you have to have uh, some business intent with them, and they have to acknowledge that they're open to it. So when you look at, Kevin, you know, the three criteria for someone being labeled a prospect, what do you got? Yeah, three specific things. So you don't label someone as a prospect unless, one, you've talked business. Now, that does not mean that they have, at this point have had to come in and have a discovery meeting with you. It means that Stephen, who's my neighbor, I offered a second opinion to him or I redirected a conversation about something, and you know, and, and I started that dialogue. So, one, I have to discuss business. Two, he has to be somewhat receptive to it. If he says, no, 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 I'm good, I mean, he's not, he's not in my pipeline at that mm-hmm. point, right? No, I, my current advisor is doing a great job for me. I, I have no concerns. So, one, they, you have to have a business conversation. Two, they need to be receptive. And three, you have to feel like they're, they do qualify, yeah. right? So you don't put people in there that you just, you know, you're, you're just filling up your pipeline for the sake of having a lot of names yeah, in Yeah, if the guy at the car wash finishes up polishing your tires and you ask him for a meeting, <laughs> We're not padding the stats here. Hey, with don't numbers. be uh, too judgmental. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know. Maybe he makes really good tips. We all, there's a couple of us here who've got roots in car washing. Yeah. Well, actually, both of us. Yeah. We, we both used to work in uh, That's car our wash. differentiator, you know? Uh, no. Yeah. I, for me, it was a high school thing. For you, it was uh, <laughs> just a couple years ago. <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, those are the three things. So, like, if you think about a list of potentials, right, people that you like to do business with, three, you know, next is, is those three criteria for an actual someone to be in a prospect phase, your prospect list is going to be really a lot cleaner. Yeah, exactly. So if you're thinking about potentials as what is naturally a broad, somewhat unorganized list, and that's okay, prospects are a little bit more narrowly defined. These are people who have got some likelihood of closing this month, this quarter, this year, Mm -hmm. right? So when we get into the idea of prospects, we do go in and further define that. There are phases of being a prospect. We're not sharing them here today because no, no, no. for our coaching clients, one of the many benefits of being part of the program. But there, there are phases that people work through within the prospect stage. Yeah. You know, you, you're trying to push them one little step at a time all the way to becoming a client. Series of mini closes. So when you get some people who've made a decision that's less than yes or yet less than yes right now, what do you do with them? A lot of people, they drop out of the prospect stage, and you don't know what to do with them. We call those uh, periodics. These sure. are people who didn't uh, say yes, but they, you know, there may be some potential down the road. Exactly. Um, so, so they're not really going forward at this point. Um, or maybe, you know, the other thing is we, we have a rule of three. So if, like, if I give you a proposal and you're just we're not um, responding to any of my communication, if you if you don't. If I hear nothing from you with three contacts proactively on my end, I move you into periodics as well. So these are people that you just want to touch base with. You want to stay on their radar because 
there might be some opportunity at, at some point. So you're periodically reaching out to them. Well, one of the things we're going to be working on in our upcoming coaching retreat is what is the laundry list of, of touch points mm-hmm. that you could use here to make it feel like it's less of, hey, Kevin and Steven checking in again. I know you were happy a couple of months ago, but how are you now? Ooh, you know, checking we, in, touching base, like those types of language. Yeah, That's not like what we're, we're trying to for. avoid that. Yeah. We want to keep you top of mind without it feeling like you're trying desperately to stay top of mind with mm-hmm. them. What we're trying to do is keep you in front of them in a really positive way so that when something changes, let's say, for example, a little market volatility, yeah. maybe they're more receptive now to coming to one of your educational events or coming in to meet with you again. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, so There's so many ways to reach out to people like in, in touch base that, <laughs> I use the word touch base, that don't come across like you're just touching base and wanting to know if they're making a decision or not. Exactly. So when you think about what are the goals of all these different stages of your pipeline, when you're looking at potentials, these are people you'd like to do business with but haven't talked to them about it, your goal is to at some point have that business conversation. That moves them into the prospect phase. Prospect phase has multiple phases within it, which we're going to be covering at our upcoming retreat. And then lastly, the people who just aren't moving forward right now, we want to periodically reach out to them. Those go into your periodics list, and you don't forget about them. There's, I feel like too many advisors, what they, what they do is they, they get someone who says they're not interested in moving forward right now or it's not the right time, and they totally forget about this person. This could be someone, too, that they have built a social relationship with, and then they just kind of drop them. Right? Yeah, you don't want to do business with me. What interest do I have in talking to you ever again? Right, right. right. We're, not, we're not friends anymore. It's a right? reputation beater. Yeah. So when you're when you're thinking about what are the takeaways from today's podcast, number one, I hope first and foremost, the takeaway is that you actively manage that pipeline a little bit more closely than you have in the past. And you put a little bit more attention to how you differentiate between potentials and prospects and the different phases within prospects Mm -hmm. and that this just becomes more a part of your every waking day if you're in an active marketing mode and you're looking at a pipeline that's less than stellar it should be a motivator Mm -hmm. you should look at that thing and think gosh i've got to get out there and put some new people in the hopper exactly i mean your, your pipeline the question becomes you know, what am I doing to actively put people in there? What are the marketing strategies? And, and you know, we have a lot of research on that. There's a lot of different things you can do, a lot of relationship marketing tactics to kind of top of the funnel stuff. Mm-hmm. Start putting people into that potentials list and then working them down. So when you think about Oxley, think about our coaching program. If you haven't filled out a consultation form yet, please do so. You'll talk to either Kevin or I, and we'll talk to you about your business, learn more about you, and, and see if there is any way that we can help. More likely than not, we'll help you be more accountable We'll help you use a better marketing strategy. We'll help you work better with your team. Mm -hmm. We've got a great staff of coaches here, and we're open to talking with you. So take us up on it. Thanks for joining, everybody. Thanks, everyone.